Hello, 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 my lovely, wonderful parent friends. This is Nikki Naredin again, and you are tuning in to the Shut Up and Act Dumb podcast, where we are clearly not really acting dumb, and I am clearly not shutting up. Anyway, I have a lot to say, and I want to share it with you. My big goal and mission in my life is to somehow create the types of connections with your children, your teens and tweens in particular, that really get you close, connected, loving each other, sharing information, and having a really good life. Not a contentious life where every moment is somehow walking on eggshells. Not a life where you're wondering what's going to happen next. When's the other shoe going to drop? When is something going to go really wrong? I'm going to really help you and teach you how to manage your mind, how to not necessarily need to control everything in order to be okay, how to allow you and your young person to be who they are fully and happily, and how to get really, really close. And I think that's all that we really want to do. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about worthiness. Worthiness is one of those things that we feel somehow, or at least have become conditional, that you have to earn worthiness somehow, that you have to do something specific. The problem with the worthiness is that it's like a moving target. We're not sure what the definition of worthy is. Is it the definition relayed by you as a parent and somehow what you believe about your worthiness and how they're a reflection on that? Is it something related to the family that you grew up with and what they expect from you and your children and how your family's going to act in the world? Is it a societal definition of worthiness? Is it a religious definition of worthiness? There are so many different definitions of worthiness that you really don't know who is making this definition part of what needs to happen. The truth is, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret, is that we are all completely and equally worthy, that we were born worthy, that we didn't have to do anything to somehow deserve, define, and tell about our worthiness. That by virtue of just being born, we were worthy. Now, you know that's true because when you look at a a baby, a newborn baby, a young person, you know that that person has only come into this world hopeful that they will make a strong connection and probably that they will make a difference. Now, I don't know if they know that or not, but they are hopeful about the people around them, that they will have these close and connected relationships that will give them an idea about where they belong in the world, that we are born this way, that we don't have to do anything to earn that level of worthiness. So what happens? Where does that go wrong? Where do we decide whether somebody is unworthy or worthy? Somehow, as we grow up, we get this idea that what we're doing is not enough, that we somehow 
have to do more, that somehow we haven't made the grade, that what we're doing is not cutting the mustard, not up to snuff in some way. So if we have an idea about our children's worthiness not being enough, right around the corner is where we feel like we're not enough, that this is always a reflection about what we feel. So we spend most of our lives comparing ourselves to the people that are less worthy than us and comparing ourselves to the people that we somehow feel are more worthy than us. Remember that little secret I told you, we are all born completely worthy. Now I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, what about those horrible people that do these horrible things? The rapist, the serial killer, the people in the stock market that are ripping people off of their money. What about them? They are not worthy. Still, even those people were born completely worthy and deserve their place in the world. We have no idea what kind of hurts happen to them in order to push them into the situation that they're in. We have no idea whether somebody is able to come out of whatever was perpetrated on them in some way. If somebody grows up being told something about themselves constantly, they will most likely enact what it is that they've been told on other people and not even know whether it's right or wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to condone it. That doesn't mean we have to stand around for it. It doesn't mean that we have to decide that we're going to actually be party to it. We don't have to do any of that. But we do have to know that people are born worthy and that something has happened and it didn't come out of nowhere. I don't believe that people are born with a devil spawn, that they're already bad. They're generally not bad. They might be curious. They might have had some hurts that made them cry a lot. But generally, if you look at a young person, they are good. And again, only wanting to be close and connected to the people around them. There's this other idea that I think about, the idea of lovability. So I think I think worthiness and lovability ends up going side by side. That we decide whether somebody is worthy or not, and then we decide whether we want to love them or not. But that's our decision. We decide whether we have the ability to love somebody or not. Their lovability is already ironclad. They are just as lovable as they were from the day they were born. And we know that that's true because there are some people that someone hates and another person loves. So really it is the in the eye of the person who is doing the loving. So what I think should happen here is that we should choose to love. Know that we have a choice as to whether we're gonna love or not love. That doesn't mean we have to live the rest of our lives with that person. That doesn't mean we have to condone everything they do. But the choice to love is ours and we will live a much fuller, happier, exciting, an evolutionary life by coming from this place of love and knowing that we have a choice about it than coming from this place of hate. I am sure that the people who were perpetrating awful things in this world actually don't feel very good about themselves. They don't feel particularly happy. 
They don't have strong and loving relationships. That is something available to you at any moment if you choose to have it. And if you decide to fully love your child and know their lovability completely, then the possibilities of your relationship are endless. And again, that doesn't mean that you have to condone everything, but you have to decide that your ability to love them is inconfusable, that there is nothing that can shake that. And then you'll get to where you need to be as a family and as a close connected unit. What I want you guys to do is I want you to get a picture of yourself and a picture of your child or children. And the picture needs to be under the age of 12. And the reason why I say 12 is that I think that probably, I I don't even know if I should say under the age of 10, but, but probably between 10 or 12, people are starting to really dig their heels in about things that they believe, want, think is unfair and want to move forward. So I I want you to have a picture of yourself and your child at an age where you can tell their goodness, where you can tell their essence, where you can tell how much you love them and how connected you want to be to them and how you remember that they want to be to you. And then every time that you feel somehow upset or if your ability to love them or somehow remember something about them gets confused, I want you to look at that picture and remember the essence of this completely worthy and lovable person. And I mean, not only your child, but you. Remember what we're doing here is really hard. And the reason why it's hard is because there wasn't a person there listening to you. There wasn't a person there remembering your perfect and wonderful essence. There wasn't a person there who knew that your worthiness was absolute. And so when you do this, it's going to feel hard. And you're going to wonder, well, I didn't get that. Or they're pretty spoiled. Or they're lucky I'm even doing this at all. But if you can do this exercise for yourself, look at your picture under that age where you can tell how good you are. Look into the eyes of that young person and know that all they wanted was to be listened to, close and connected. You will be able to remember something about that relationship that you want and the relationship you have always wanted. All right. Well, I love you all. If you're interested in talking to me further about this uh, and getting coaching on parenting, please get in touch with me at uh, drnickynaradin.com. And I would love to move you further. I know that you're on your way to having this wonderful, close and connected relationship to your child. All right. I love you all.